0: Hey, everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Well, hello, everybody. I'm super excited today because we have a very special guest. Yay. Cue the music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are very lucky enough today to have Alex Morale here, and Alex is the founder of the Twin Cities Wellness Collective. Um, If you're interested in checking that out, we'll mention it again later, but the Twin City Wellness Collective has a large presence on LinkedIn, so it's probably the fastest way that you can find out more about that there. But Alex, welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey pod. We're happy to have you. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's going to be fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, when you and I got a chance to get to know each other just a little bit through a call a couple of weeks ago, you had such an interesting story. I liked that we were able to connect talking about self-awareness. We we were able to connect about some really interesting things that not a lot of business people get into discussions around, right? Just Mm -hmm. the wellness piece as a whole, the human as a whole and you had such an amazing personal story. I wondered if we could just start there.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I guess part of the reason I got interested in, in well-being is when I was in college, I was a junior in college, um, and I was home for winter break. It was like the first day I was home from for winter break, and um, December 13th of 2013, uh and there i got a text from my brother that said there were gunshots in the school mm. um and he was uh, a a senior in high school and then my sister was a sophomore oh. um and so my mom and i were having lunch and we got this text and we drove over there and like the whole inner our, our school in denver is like it's actually in Littleton, Colorado, which is mm-hmm. a suburb of Denver. But the it's at a, a major intersection, uh, and the whole thing was surrounded by emergency vehicles and, like, hu- like big Humvees and hmm. um, all, like, it, the whole thing, it was, like, a whole flash flood of emergency lights. Wow. And they so put us all, scary. like over in the parking lot because all these parents started showing up and they they put us in the the there's a grocery store across the street and they put us in this parking lot and we just waited for to see if our brother my brother and sister would come out Um, oh my gosh because essentially the shooter was one of a student and then he shot another student and then lit the library on fire and shot himself which is so is it was, it was this like horrible event um and something that's these events like they seem almost common and where i'm from oh um because we, of course columbine is where i grew up is probably eight miles from our high school and, and it's happened other places nearby as well so yeah it's just like a really sad thing yeah um, the,
0: those are like the two i feel like the columbine and the littleton stories were like really the two hallmarks. I always think about them as like the beginning of what's been happening since. Like Mm -hmm. it's such a shocking, I mean, it is shocking and terrible, but that I feel like was like the first couple of ones and no one knew how to react or respond. I mean, I don't think we still do, but um, that must have been really scary for your family. Alex, how long,
2: how long did you guys have to wait before your siblings came out
1: yeah it was probably it was probably two or three hours at least wow
2: what a what a horrible long wait yeah
1: because they brought them into the grocery store and then they moved them to a church that is behind the store and then we had to go there and they had to get checked out um, from this church. And so it was like a giant line of parents. And it's not a small school. It's probably um, 2,000 or 2,500 people, uh, students, I mean. So right. it, it's, it took a while to get everyone out of there.
0: Right.
2: So like this event for, for you it sounds like an inflection point, right, where yeah. we realized, wow, there's something like what's happening here in our society that is causing these terrible events?
1: Right. Um, It was. And the other thing is like our high school in our area is also like top one or two places, counties per capita for suicides, Hmm. Um, which doesn't make sense either. So these two events kind of yeah, they were an inflection point for me, like thinking about people that are well, th- th- this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if we can make everybody well, but yeah. I think that people that um, are well have the capacity to empower others because they, they know themselves yes. and they understand where they're at. Yes. And then they have the ability to connect with other people in the community. Mm -hmm. And I think when people connect with one another in in a real fashion, they start to feel less isolated and then they're less likely to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of embark on these extremist actions or or go down that road. Um, Yeah, yeah and and that's sort of a hunch i mean there's a lot of psychology that goes into that that i'm not an expert in but yeah
0: we we don't claim to be experts here either um you know we we (laughs) do have a lot of hunches and we follow we follow a lot of breadcrumbs just -hmm. to keep the conversation open you know i think being a student of this is probably the most valuable possible way you could spend your time right
2: so alex like um obviously like you went through that terrible event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you became interested in wellness and mental wellness and and helping mm-hmm. others. Um, so why did you start the Twin Cities uh, Wellness Collective?
1: Yeah, so a, a lot of it stemmed from those events in that I think that we needed to build a community where we can um, I I say ignite well-being, um, create a movement of well-being in our city. And uh, this is the community that I'm in. And I think that it's important to be rooted in a place. uh, And that can kind of create communities that empower one another and lift each other up. Um, So the Twin Cities Wellness Collective came from that place um a little bit and then i also i read this book uh being the five essential elements mm-hmm. um which is by tom rath uh who's the of course the gallup researcher that does a lot of work with strength finders uh, and, the, and the other author is jim harder and that they both work for gallup and they they do a study of 150 countries to see what makes a life well lived and they they boil it down to these five elements which are social occupational physical financial and community and so it's pretty well-rounded and they then ask well how well are people doing in these areas and at the time of the study 66 percent of people were doing well in one of the five areas wow and Mm. and just
0: and just to say the areas again you said social occupational, Occupation. physical, mm-hmm. financial, and community.
1: Correct. So
0: yeah, 66% were only good in one of those categories and not all the same category, obviously.
1: Right. <laughs> and only 7% of people in the study were doing well in all five of them. Wow. So obviously, like being well in a in a holistic manner is uncommon. And I don't think it should be that way. And I felt convicted when I read that. And I'm like, there's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. And I think I've experienced this uh, b- by the way that like some of the, the, the things I was discussing before, like that is what it's like to be unwell. Yeah. So how can we yes. move to being well? and holistically. And a lot, of, I think a lot of times, like people hear wellness and they're like, oh, that's like drinking green juice <laughs> and <laughs> and yep. going to the gym. And I'm like, that's just a little piece of it. Mm-hmm. And there, it, it's so much bigger than that. Like we can't just think about one thing. And also to be well as a whole person, you need a lot of different perspectives because mm-hmm. Like, even if you think about physical, like, um, you have to know, like, how, how to, um, like, exercise and, but it also involves doctors. And, yes, right. Um, right. Th- like, there's so many different experts that fit into just that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so many people that can fit into um, these or just, um, like, occupational well-being like there's so many people that can help in that and yeah uh, it's just it's such a diverse body of knowledge that's required to help people be holistically well so we needed to bring together a community of individuals with sort of wisdom And expertise in multiple areas to lift one another up. So that was kind of how this community was born. Hmm. Um, And I just started inviting people to it, and we had events and Hmm. um, and podcasts and that sort of
0: thing. You now have thousands. Yes, there are now thousands of people that are behind this movement, mm-hmm. so to speak. I really like yeah. some of the stuff that you're saying. Before we move past this, I want to just come back to a couple of the things that you mentioned. You were talking about, you know, all the different ways in which we can become well, you know, and you look at these different tenants. you know, or the socially or physically, we can talk about mm-hmm. going from a place of being unwell to being well. And mm-hmm. JJ and I talk a lot about this in the self-awareness journey is, how can we get out ahead of this stuff? So that we are proactively working on things, um, not mm-hmm. when we're broken, or not when we're overly sad, or already invested in something that's challenging. You know, mm-hmm. it's. I think that's a that's a really um, critical component, is that mm-hmm. proactivity versus the reactivity. And there, and really, I think for that whole wellness, as you're talking about, it ha- there has to be both, right? There has to be both.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But- the first thing that um like when you're going through the list here, and I was reflecting like am I like mm. uh, am I hitting all of these marks hmm. like the answer's no <laughs> first off, I'm hmm. in that sixty six percent probably <laughs> but uh the the thing that struck me was that um I feel like sometimes I focus on some of these areas in different like sort of seasons of my life like Like Mm -hmm. at uh, at some points, I was probably very career, like more focused on career and my well-being in my career. Sometimes I'm more well focused or more focused in my physical well-being. But um, I don't know that I've ever been in a state where I'm actually spending equal amounts of like energy on all five of these traits or all five of these elements, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's really interesting to think about, just sort of like the human nature, or maybe it's just my nature of being kind of like focused. It's easy to focus on a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like this summer, I'm going to get super fit, right? Mm -hmm. And you just kind of everything around physical well-being, right? Mm -hmm. And you forget about all the other things for a while. Um, So this idea of trying to become, like, stay conscious of all of them all at the same time, Certainly would be a practice. Yeah.
1: And I, JJ, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, there's um, there's a popular book that a lot of people know, um, the, the Power of Habit by Charles right. Duhigg, I think is the way you pronounce it. Um, but he cites in that book some work by some Australian scientists. I can't remember their names, but uh, they put people in these sort of experiments where one of them is like, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna go to a group workout class in the morning. Mm. And, and that's all they did. That's all they changed is they went to this group workout class in the morning. And it's interesting because as they did this, they smoked less, they ate better. And they spent less money on things they didn't need. They had budgets. Hmm. Uh, So it's like they made this one decision that was just in physical Hmm. well-being, but it kind of spread into other areas of their life. Hmm. So sometimes just having one habit uh, that is helping you to be better in one area. And you can argue that like just working out actually is a lot of, impacts on like how you show up at work Mm -hmm. um, and how you show up for your family and all these sorts of things. But it bleeds into other areas. And then they said, well, let's make a different group of people take a budgeting class. And so (laughs) these people took a budgeting class and it turns out they smoked less, they drank less, (laughs) they used their money better and they worked out more. Uh, So Again, That's we saw the same sort of thing happen twice um, in, in different ways. So, and, and I I have this happen, or I, I asked this question at the end of all of my podcast episodes, which is, what does well-being mean to you? And if you could only do one thing for your well-being, what would it be? Because well, sometimes okay. hmm. you, you can really only focus on changing one thing at a time. And uh-huh. you can't say, like, I'm going to, like show up at work better and I'm going to work out and I'm going to change the way I eat and yeah. change all these things. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't work. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting.
0: That's super interesting. And, and again, just, I want to, I want to make sure that we're talking about what is that? Cause I want, I want to ask, I want you to ask that question at the end of our pod today. Um, sure. the, or the, the two prong question, but again, yeah. it's social. Oh, no,
2: I didn't, I didn't know that there was going to be a quiz at the end. <laughs> so, Get my notebook out.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so social occupational physical, financial, and community. So those are the five mm. again. And, and um, you know, the other thing I was just thinking as you were talking, it's people when they start to make a focused effort on one thing for themselves, I have a very strong belief that whatever we're doing for ourselves, we're doing for everyone. And, mm. and I, I believe that because the lens in which we look at things um, impacts the way things are. Everything looks a certain way because we're creating our own realities and we're doing that through our own lens, which is coming from our core belief systems and what we're valuing. And I really think Mm -hmm. that when we, when we just take some time and I don't even think it takes a lot of time to decide that we would like to improve something in ourselves, we are improving it for everyone because we become Mm -hmm. that example. We become that, uh, as a student, we become the teacher and it can change it for everyone, not just ourselves. And I think that's a really amazing way. We're so connected to each other, and people like to—no, they don't like to. That's not right. People often forget that when when something happens to one, it happens to all.
2: Right. Yeah. That I was gonna. I w- I was gonna circle back to something you said earlier in your in your original story, Alex, where you had you had you had said that uh you had talked about people feeling isolated right mm. like isolation as a um mm. mental like as a as a condition that causes like pain and suffering and mm. and people to do tragic events right um what i thought is like interesting about the list of career well being social financial, physical, and community, um is like a, a thing that I wonder as as the as the world seem seems more connected than it has ever been, it also seems like people feel isolated more than they've ever been. Um and you know maybe for only a few of us on the call, we remember a time before cell phones and internet and all that good stuff, right? You're talking about me, um, aren't
0: you, JJ? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. No, there was not internet when I was a kid. Okay, right. <laughs> okay.
0: Appreciate it. For a you. minute. <laughs> um, and,
2: uh, but I think that's really interesting, right? I think um, that uh, we probably all agree that uh, feeling connected, feeling part of the community, and Melissa was bringing it even farther to say, "Hey, like a, f- a fundamental worldview that we are all connected in maybe a way we can't, you know, see." Um, but there's this, um, like, almost uh, this whole isolation feeling mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. all over the world. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think about that? <laughs> What are your thoughts on isolation?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And in such a, a prevalent issue, mm-hmm. um, I think that
2: oh, I think especially it's... since we have all been like locked down on COVID for the past year and a half. Right. Right. Being you know, being even more uh, physically isolated than ever before.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. COVID made this like exponential and it was Problem before this, you, you can even find like s- studies by Cigna um, before the pandemic that shows that isolation is at like this all time high. And th- this is a health insurance company that's <laughs> studying isolation as something that's threatening to our health in some mm-hmm. ways. Um, and part of the reason in, in the name, the Twin Cities Wellness Collective um, collective is, is a, a group, um, like what Melissa was talking about, like sort of, if we do something for ourselves, like it affects us all and it affects other people. Um, and, uh, and so that collective name was, is intentional in that we want to have this be something where people are participating together. And, So that that was part of the hope is that we could bring people together in in ways where they can authentically connect. And I think that's important in combating isolation because we have all of these sort of surface level connections where we talk to people through the Internet, Uh, Mm -hmm. like we send them an email or a text message or a LinkedIn message or or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. or or we like their posts. That's my my favorite. Yeah. Like that that that's a way to interact. Like not <laughs> really. Like because so it gives what does a it false mean to sense. actually I think that gives right. a
0: false sense of community.
1: hmm Exactly. And how can we a question that I'm always asking myself is how can we build connections where people can like feel safe in showing up as themselves, Hmm. uh, because they have to be able to authentically, authentically express who they are Mm -hmm. to be able to feel well, because if, if you're not doing that, if you're not, if you don't feel safe to be you, then you can never really connect and you'll, you'll always feel kind of out of whack. Exactly which ties into self-awareness hugely because you have to know who you are (laughs) um, and be able to tap into that to express that.
0: Mm -hmm. Alex, you're one of our people. I feel like you're our (laughs) long-lost brother. (laughs) Welcome to the family, man. Aren't you so happy? (laughs) I feel happy here. (laughs) So, I feel like I fit in. <laughs> you did. Authentically, you absolutely fit in. <laughs> so, Alex, when you when you read that book and you were impacted enough, moving to the Twin Cities, starting a career, starting your life sort of over again after college, and, and you began to create this collective and this group, what did you feel you wanted to work on in yourself first? Did you have key things that you were focused on
1: yeah that's a a great question um and I always felt like I was an an athlete in in college and in high school and and kind of my whole life uh so I, I I always felt like I was doing well in the physical realm um and uh but I um, wanted to I think I always wanted to build more community and whether that was and I, I think because that goes beyond myself uh, I wanted to build something that had contribution to mm. to where I was um, and to this place um, so that that's kind of what I was working on through the Twin Cities Wellness Collective, probably the most important piece for me at, at, and over the last five or six years or however long I've done this, um, was that community piece and, uh, bringing people together and, and creating something where we can interact with one another mm. and, um, and, and, I always say empower people, empower others. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's something that has been on the forefront of my mind for Mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think when people are in real community where they feel supported and empowered, uh, then they're less likely to... uh, or or they're just more likely to build others up too, I I think. it's less about prevention, which is what I almost said, yeah. but it's more uh, like this cyclical positive effect. Yeah. Like yeah. If, yeah. if Melissa and Alex and JJ, if we're all in a supportive community and then each of us go and bring three more people into our supportive community, And then they do that, it's sort of like Mm -hmm. the spiraling Mm -hmm. effect where we're able to lift one another up in in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. That has enormous uh, sort of um, impacts for society. It does,
0: and I think too that the more that we have that collective and it's an authentic connection within that, it allows people... It's just like JJ and I say, self-awareness is your emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical bodies are in complete alignment. And when you're like that, you're in your centered space and you can go and you can create, you can be, you have easier relationships. It's easier for you to have money. It's easier for you to have all the things that you want um, because you feel safe and because Mm -hmm. you feel centered and stable. And a whole community of people like that is what we wish for as well in the self-awareness journey. That's really what our, our mission is too. We use a slightly different vernacular, but it is the same energy and it is the same hope and desire. Yeah. That's
2: awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I was just, the thing that I like about what you're building here, Alex, is like, sometimes when people talk about like mental wellness, um obviously there's there's been like a um like a it's like a stigma. movement around mm-hmm. like meditation and mindfulness right but that practice i mean even though I've practiced it like it's that's just about like sitting quietly and kind of like understanding yourself, but the elements you're talking about are very practical right yeah you know and some people when you say hey yeah, you know, a key to mental wellness is is mindfulness. So go sit quietly in a room by yourself for thirty minutes every single day. People are like, "Oh my god, that sounds terrifying." <laughs> um, but this community that you're building, I I love it because it's it's like everyone's got a career, everyone's got social stuff and financial and physical stuff. Is it and and it feels very approachable, unlike some other mm-hmm. um, wellness things that feel yeah. a lot like less approachable and that the the rooted in um the community stuff is really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Alex, is there anything that we didn't ask you about that we that you wish we would have?
1: Um I don't I don't know, but I will I will say this. Um because um I I referenced earlier that I always ask people what does well being mean to them? Um, and on on my podcast, so I've asked that uh, I don't know a hundred hundred some times, um, mm-hmm. and I think this ties into self awareness because mm-hmm. every single person's answer is different. Yeah. So even though like we talk about these models um, of mm-hmm. like social, occupational, physical, financial, community, that's sort of like our foundation, mm-hmm. but as a person to be well, you also have to make it your own. So like, uh, JJ, you were, you were saying like, some people like meditation and I am not one of them. Like, (laughs) I don't, (laughs) I, that doesn't work for me, but, um, if it works for someone else and it helps them to feel grounded and, and, Mm -hmm. in some way, like they should do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh if there or if there's something that works for them like they should move in that direction mm-hmm. but i think the foundation is like how can you make your well-being your own and that makes you proactive in it cuz once you own it mm-hmm. you can start taking action like right? and i think it's sort of these things that we do on a routine basis i always talk about habits on our show like what mm-hmm. are the the sort of building blocks that we can use to Mm -hmm. increase our, our being. Um, so Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting though, that everyone has their own unique definition and we need to figure that out on our own. Like no one else can give you that. Yes. Um, And you don't have to pick
0: up someone else's just because Uh they're having a good experience in their own.
1: Exactly. Mm Yeah, because I, I, yeah, so often like people are like, "What are the best practices?" Like, what, 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 um, like Melissa, like, what, what's your best practice? And (laughs) let me put that in my life. But a lot of candy, a lot of candy. Like, if I had a lot of candy, that might make me crazy.
0: (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So it just like depends. Like, uh, you just have to figure it out. For yourself and mm-hmm. and run with it, um, so yeah that's that's my parting thought
2: <laughs> yeah, I think some we we actually I think last week did a podcast episode about um, like your why discovering mm-hmm. your purpose, mm-hmm. which is a very difficult activity. This mm-hmm. feels like again like one of those activities that um, for some people might come really easy, mm-hmm. right, and some people will really have to think about think about it. What are the things that are important to them? And what are those activities and habits that um, do enhance their well-being?
0: And I think, too, it isn't even just thinking about it. It is feeling your way into well-being. It is the feeling. Mm. Can you connect with what you are feeling? If you look at these and these five guideposts, right? It's like when when you look at them, how do you feel about that word as it relates to in your life? How do you feel about where you are financially and can you separate the extreme expectation that you put on yourself for some out there goal versus what actually is fine for you? Like what makes you feel like you're in a good Mm -hmm. spot? Because I think, um, to me, that's the whole key to being able to stay in this gentle swing, you know, back and forth into that wellness rather than, we put so much pressure on ourselves as humans to have everything perfect and do these things right. And if I can't do them perfect, I'm not going to do them at all. And and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. And I don't think it has to be like that at all.
1: Right. I, I love that point. Um, it's so important for us to not get caught up in the whether you call it conventional wisdom of the (laughs) world or society's expectations on us, you need to know what feels right for you and lean into that and do it unapologetically
0: yeah and, I, and so I, many- yeah <laughs> and I think there there is an element to what JJ saying that is truth like we we do have to be able to discern you know we have to think about things discern kind of um w- what we've been doing how we've been thinking about it up until now but I think then it's a combination of that thinking and feeling again
2: hmm. well I'm just gonna go ahead and delete the um, <laughs> jJ's mental wellness spreadsheet that I just made <laughs> So I guess, I guess that's not useful. I heard tick ticking and I
0: just, I just thought, please don't let that be a spreadsheet.
2: I just made a rubric real quick to, to to calculate my, my happiness.
0: That's awesome.
2: Well, Alex, this has been a super, a super fun uh, conversation. Is there one last question you want to ask us before uh, we part ways?
1: <laughs> sure. I think you know it's coming.
2: but <laughs> uh, It
1: would be, what does well-being mean to you? And if you could only do one thing to improve your well-being, what would it be?
2: Who's going first? I,
0: I, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm to. Not,
2: okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I was thinking that... Like well being to me, um actually that's what it means, but I I was gonna answer, contrary to my spreadsheet statement, <laughs> about how it feels, mm, right? Yeah. When when I feel like um the best, I'd say. Like I feel centered, right? It's just and it's just like a con I just feel content. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like safe and supported. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel productive. Mm. I, I feel like I'm like producing and and uh, adding to the world.
0: Darn it, I should have gone first. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was stole all yours. <laughs> that's so good <laughs> though, JJ. Like all kidding aside, that's just, um, you know, like we always say, put the cookies on the bottom shelf. And I feel like that's right there. It's just like, it's very easy and approachable, and it's just checking in with with yourself to know when you're feeling well.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's I- the one thing that I do? Was that the second mm-hmm. question? Yeah, that's the second part. Um, <laughs> that's a that's that's a good question. That's why I needed, especially. Um, actually, you know what? One of the things that has been extremely helpful in my life to um, work on my own well being is doing a podcast with my friend Melissa, mm-hmm. <laughs> which kind of goes to what you're saying, Alex. Is it's like actually the com- the the community and the sharing part and the podcast, um, in my life has actually like made. Great conversations with my wife and my friends and mm-hmm. my mom, right? <laughs> um, and it's actually uh, so I'm not saying everyone should go get up, go go off and do a podcast, but for me personally it it has been the the center point around a lot of um, the work that I've been doing personally
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's really that's really good and very powerful I, because because you know why I think it's powerful is because you know what it is. A lot of people, I think Mm -hmm. if you were to ask them, what's the one thing that I don't really know, Um, what does it mean to me? Well, I don't know. What did you just say it was again? And then, you know, (laughs) we jump into our brains and try to create this uh, um, mission statement. And I I would say for me, what well-being means is that I am able to connect. I have my relationship is with me first, me and my higher power. And for me, that's God. Um, But that I am connecting with me first. And if I'm good with me then I'm able to be in partnership um, with everyone else in a much more uh, kind way and supportive way and um, to help, like to continue to to help the planet in any way that Mm -hmm. I can. That's what well being means to me. And what is the one thing that I do? That's hard for me to say one thing because it's so forefront in my mind. But again, it's my profession as well, right? I'm in coaching. Um I love being in partnership with people. So I would say the one thing is I really want to continue to be good with me so that when I'm a partner for other people, I'm adding to their lives. I'm not taking something from their lives. <laughs> so that's probably the one thing. It's just that constant focus of relationship with me, relationship with others. What does it mean to you but- Alex and then we'll quit we'll we'll say good we'll say good day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like my definition is always evolving, mm. which mm-hmm. is another thing that's important is uh, well-being is not an endpoint, mm-hmm. but a spectrum. It's a journey mm-hmm. um, that we're all on together. Yeah. And I think well-being to me means living authentically and unapologetically, but also knowing like I think there's a caveat to that. Like you have to think about other people um, in uh, when when you're or at least I do, um, because I want to think about how I am in a place, how I can build others up to. Um, so a lot of well-being to me is feeling like I'm making a contribution mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to our, which both of your answers have included as well is, but I want to think about how can I make a contribution that positively impacts others and impacts the uh, city that we're in and the community that we're in and even beyond that. Um, And so that's something that I I think is really paramount to me feeling well. Um, But to be able to do that, you have to have, um, you have to take care of yourself too and make sure that you're you're um understanding yourself um and how you show up so that you can actually do things that bring a positive contribution um and if i could do one thing for my well-being uh it would be um i think it would be building community um and that is going out into the world and having conversations like this that are aren't afraid to be real and delve into things that make us human and even things that are hard uh, and acknowledging that and not trying to hide it because I'm trying to craft some sort of image uh, that I think people will appreciate um, or or that our society is more <laughs> prone to accept. Um, so hmm. I think that's really the one thing that I would do.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's awesome. So Alex, uh, if people want to learn more about the Wellness Collective, uh, get involved, where uh, where do they find you?
1: Yeah, so they can find everything on our website, which is uh, www.tc.com wellnesscollective.com. Uh, and then we also have LinkedIn and Facebook groups by the same name, the twin cities wellness collective. Um, so if you want to participate on, on social media in our groups, that is a way to connect as well.
2: And they can listen to your podcast of the same name.
1: Yes, which is also on the website, yeah. And you can find it on any platform that you listen to podcasts on, so, yeah.
0: I cannot thank you enough for your time today. I have really enjoyed our conversation.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed being here. Thanks, Alex.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the Self-Awareness Journey. We'll see you next week.